and welcome back to Anything and Everything. Today we'll be chatting about a bunch of things, including Gavin and Stacey, Casey Frey in Mainstream, and nostalgic things from our childhood. You're in for a treat with our special guest today, Jed. Hi guys. Welcome, I'm- Jed. Yeah, welcome to the Team Jet, our first ever guests on the, sh- on the show. Pretty exciting times. Woo! <laughs> Alrighty, the reason that we brought Jed in is because he is a big fan of the show that we're reviewing first yes. with Tom, Gavin and Stacey. Gavin and Stacey, Honestly, well. big diehard fan. Mm, my, me too. It's why I kind of picked it for my first review on the podcast. Oh, okay. um, if you didn't know Jed, uh, we do a every episode, one of us picks a topic or a piece of media, a book, whatever we want, TV show, movie that we want to review and then we yes. do a little chat about it mm-hmm. um and because obviously we know that you're a massive fan of gavin and stacy like myself uh we've decided to obviously bring you along for this week and, and you're our first guest very honored thank you very much for having me <laughs> and uh, today we're gonna do something just a little scandalous because we normally do our reviews at the end but today we're gonna start with it so tom why don't you uh let's take it away huh yeah go okay for it. well for those uninitiated listeners who might not know what Gavin and Stacey is, go and pause the podcast right now. Go watch all three seasons. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> and the Christmas special. And the Christmas special. Yeah, the Christmas special. And the Christmas special that's coming out Get this year. Get hyped for that Christmas special. If you're listening post-2019 Christmas, tell me what it's like. <laughs> no. um, Gavin and Stacey is a British... Um, I hesitate to call it a sitcom because it's so much more mm. than a sitcom. Mm. It's, it's just a fantastic show. We'll just let's yeah. just call it that. It's such an interesting. Just it's like I would describe it as a slice of life. A slice really of life. Okay, that's a very interesting yeah. way of putting it. It's what launched James Corden into stardom, which. Mm is either a really, really good thing or a really, really bad thing, depending on your perspective. <laughs> well, what's your perspective? My perspective is, is that Gavin and Stacey is his finest piece of work. Yeah, I would uh, agree. Did you see Peter Rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. That's, that's, leave that for another week. Please. Yeah, let's do that Peter Rabbit review uh, one day. But that was a good, that was a good time there. Um, i say it's his finest piece of work. I love Carbo Karaoke, but nothing mm. can beat um, Gavin just and Stacey. Gavin and Stacey, it's just so like... British in the best yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. I'm, yeah, and I mean, honestly, I'm not a big fan of British humour most of the time. Like, I'm so, I'm so, I just, I, <laughs> disappointed I'm sorry, in you. like, I tried the British office and I could not get through it. But as long as you love Gavin and Stacey, oh, yeah, it's Gavin okay. and Stacey, yes. it's like, it's just, it's just amazing like See, all the characters are so like well developed yeah. and like they're so cute mm. and ugh. there's not a single character that is either underwhelming or who gives an under developed performance they're all like quirky they perform they're so all well. so quirky mm. no I as I like as I was telling you the other day Tom um, I grew up with these shows like I grew up with a really eclectic mix of shows but Gavin and Stacey stands out for me as yes. one of the shows that I like re-watched with my mum and my sister when I was like probably 13 years old between oh, between the ages of 13 and like yeah, like now. Yeah. Like, I still go back and watch wow. it with them. Nice. Yeah. Because I watched it when it was airing in the UK. Um, Stephen, what did you think of uh, Gavin and Stacey? Yeah, well, obviously heading into it, um, me and you, Sabrina, were kind mm. of the newbies. Um, we were the ones being indoctrinated. Yeah. So there was a lot of... Um, it Welcome. was kind of... Yeah. It was a, it was a lot... Of, it was a big experience because kind of... Obviously, in such a short amount of time, we ingested the entire series. Oh, yeah. Whereas I imagine... Um, you two probably watched it as it was coming mm. out, so it would have been yeah. a slightly different experience. For for me personally, um, I 
I, I had, as I was saying with Sabrina, mm. at very first, because I hadn't seen a British show like that with that type of humor in a long time, it was it came off very strong, and I was <laughs> yeah. it took me a couple episodes to kind of yeah. really understand um, the style of humor and to mm. get a few of the characters, um, people like Bryn, for example, oh, I wasn't yeah. immediately drawn to, but then yep. ended up becoming one of my favorite characters. I do adore Bryn. It's sorry to interrupt. It's, right. it's very dry humor, I find, yeah. mm-hmm. and yes. I think that that kind of humor like does fly over a lot of people's heads. But when you're lucky enough to get it, it's the funniest shit. If you're smart enough to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's no, that's not necessarily. What I'm saying, but you know, now that you've said it, yeah, no, no, I'm gonna let this out in yeah, the air. I gotta say, I mean, <clears throat> I, I got, I didn't really have that same problem with the not really getting the characters because I kind of went into it and I was like, okay, it's British humor. Let's just like, it's not gonna be like happy go lucky. American yes. stuff. I mean, when I say the characters, I specifically mean Bryn. You specifically mean Bryn. I just could Bryn not, his, for the life of me, in the first scene. two to three episodes, understand oh. what the fuck he was. <laughs> like He walks in with the, with the rape whistle and he's an like, well, I, I don't know the quote, but I'm sure one of you two I, do. <laughs> I could rattle it off, but it might get this podcast a little bit of an explicit <laughs> oh, warning. That's true. Yeah. Um, that's true. If we, say the word, if we say the word rape more than twice. That's the second strike. Um, look, no, it is a light-hearted joke, and he is a light-hearted character. Um, mm. And I think, as uh, Bryn is very interesting for me growing up. So I am. Uh, I'm going to get a little bit controversial here, but I am a a straight gentleman. Um, or, but Bryn was one of the first, I think, LBG, LGBT characters mm-hmm. I probably was ever exposed to, and mm. um, he is just such a down-to-earth warm character that i have loved for years um and it it kind of exposed me to getting to know different types of people and 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 welcoming and being understanding of different groups Mm -hmm. that are different to myself so i have gavin and stacy to thank i think for opening my eyes at a particularly young age i think as well um bryn is not like the most uh let's say extravagant like no, gay person no, so it's no. kind of it's very subtle and i think <clears throat> that's yeah. probably he breaks part of stereotypes yeah yeah he does that's why i love him yeah should we mention the camping trip oh my god the, camping <laughs> trip. the fishing trip oh, yes. the fishing trip sorry i love the i love the ongoing fishing trip. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that really hooked me with the show was this fishing trip i, I, I was and, so and it was a seed they planted the seed yeah so desperate to find i literally out what i literally googled it i think i got to like halfway through season two and I was like what is this fishing trip like, surely they like reveal what it is in the last season no they don't it was literally just there to mess with us and they like, just, I mean it worked they just reference it and the more they reference the more you find out oh about it yeah. but it's never explicitly explained yeah, well there's like, like although, soup or something so you can, all right, so you, so you can oh break it down the fishing trip I've seen yeah. multiple fishing trip theories yeah <laughs> I've done my fishing, research fishing trip truthers so we have to, <laughs> we have to understand fishing that gate. one it is legal in Wales mm-hmm. which doesn't mean anything because it has common law with the rest of the UK so it's legal in the United Kingdom whatever they did yep. it involves soup mm-hmm. it involves water and I think them being naked it involves nudity yeah and according to David, it defies, quote, defies gravity. But I don't think you can take that literally. I think he was just yeah. saying that as like a, it's impossible in my head. Yeah. In, some people that take too, the defies that a, that gravity That a nephew literally. and his uncle could do could that. Could do something like, like that. Yeah. Mm. So, for, for a while, I thought we were going to get so damn deep. I thought we were going to talk about like potential like incest yeah. thing going right? on. And, like, I was like, but man, it, is this show mm. really equipped to... So, it was, <laughs> so we know for a fact that it wasn't incest because yeah, incest is... Not Legal. illegal mm-hmm. in the yeah. United Kingdom and in Wales. So mm-hmm. 
We know that it's not of a sexual nature. Yeah. Most just... people think that it was either a like a like a like a like a spooning or a like a kiss See, or like, something. In my opinion, that's, that's like th- like spooning if you get cold. That's not a weird thing. Is no. It? Like, is that no. just like my brain is? But like, they were naked oh, while yeah. spooning and that, okay. Yeah, that it was so layer. cold. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do the voice. Yeah. It was freezing. You what you have to understand, David. <laughs> in other news, I really want to talk about Nessa. Can we oh please God, talk yes. about Nessa? Can we all can we all agree that Nessa is the best character in Gavin and Stacey? I, mm. I have to disagree. Oh, I think okay. The crown Argument. Argument. goes to Pam. Yes, for me. yes, Pam, oh, all yeah, the way. Okay. Honestly, the Pam, I, the Pam I and Mick. The Pam and Mick. The Pamla. The Pamla. <laughs> I. If there's one thing I want in life, it is when I am fifty plus to be in a relationship like Pam and Mick. Yes, I, it's a wholesome relationship. Yes. Honestly, if I ever get married, I want Pam at my wedding. I want her to. I want her to manage yes. my wedding. Because I'd, all I'd hear every get... five seconds <laughs> want... when I turn around, all I'd hear is, oh my Christ. Oh my Christ. <laughs> oh my Christ. We're going to have the best wedding since Prince Charles married the love of his life, Camilla Parker Bowles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Just, she's, uh, just, she's so iconic. And like, you guys literally got a message from me when I was like a couple of episodes in. Just being, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, I love like, Pam love and Pam Mick. Like, and it was yeah. so cute. I was like, I know exactly where you are in the series. Right. I even, I love like the way that they introduce you. She's like, oh, do you want to, do you want to have a fight or something? Like, yes. Oh, no, my, my favorite so thing, funny. one of my favorite things Can you do the, the um, was when I was introduced to Pam. Like, the and it's, it's, yeah, the badger Can incident. you do the badger oh, incident? Okay, please, so please, I'll quote please, it. Let's not, like, let's not okay. make this podcast full of quotes. Let's try and make this our last quote. Can you do the badger quote for us? It's important important because she's so wholesome and, and she makes everything so oh, like a the drama so like her okay so for a bit of context for our listeners so her son gavin uh oh, walks in walks into the house and he asks oh hi mom how's your day and and she's all like oh not that great and he's like oh what's wrong what she's got tears in her eyes she's got tears in her eyes she's you think she's that the world short. is ending yeah. and and mick's like well, what's happened and she's been like I've been watching Pet Rescue. <laughs> and there was a badger and all of its litter died. And you could actually see the mother, mother badger, badger crying. crying. <laughs> and then Gavin replies with, I don't think badgers can cry, mum. And she replies with, nor did I, my sweet prince, but I know what I saw and it's not me for ten. <laughs> Still, <laughs> life goes on. <laughs> oh my God. Iconic moment in Gavin and Stacey. Honestly. One of the key moments. One of the key moments. <clears throat> when she becomes sort of like a, her path down lying about being a vegetarian oh. turns her into a revolutionary and like based around like... That is my favourite running joke okay. is that she's a vegetarian yes. or like that favourite oh, And then when everyone like in the last season they're like, oh, we know. Like... When everyone knows <laughs> when, she's not vegetarian not but when. no one knows that everyone else knows so yes. they all think they have to keep her secret. Yeah. It's delightful. What's your favourite Pam moment, Stephen? Favourite Pam moment? I mean... I one of my favorite things about Pam was just how as the show went on she got more exponentially um, kind of aggressive. <laughs> there, there, there was there was one particular scene I can't remember I think it was in season two and I think it was um, with with Stacy's mum when they're talking about. 
the wedding and oh, that and sort of thing. Oh, and yeah. they just go into this utter oh destructive God. argument. And it almost turns yes. into a fistfight. She just, she just yeah. goes zero to 100. I think that's, is that not it's even insane. one? Yeah. Yeah. They, go, they go from like loving each other to like next minute Pam's about to knock someone's head off. They have a few, no, they do, they have a few arguments like that and that's when Yeah, and there's like another one when there's Pete punches Dave, Yeah, so there's the wedding and then there's when Gavin and Stacey are going to move away and she goes, Oh, and it's even God. and these incidents one of these incidents is it even sparked a spicy meme I now sometimes <gasps> on Facebook see a meme that says okay when your friend is about to fight someone and then it's a picture of Dawn backing up Pamela <laughs> oh saying God. smack her I'll back you up <laughs> and then Smithy getting behind uh, Pete saying I'll back you up Pete don't worry mate That's yeah no it's like that. it's actually a meme culture mm. it's delightful I I'm that. definitely team Smithy over team Dave Oh, 100%. How could you not be? Well, I've never met anyone who's like, I I think talking about favourite characters, I think like, it's appropriate. I I think Smithy was probably my favourite character out of everyone. He's had such such a great time with that character. Um, Though, also, I think it's pretty incredible that we've gone like however many minutes this is now, about 12 minutes, without actually, we haven't talked about Gavin and Stacey as a I know, we haven't because there's so much more to the show. There is, definitely. But for me, the the initial draw, because I found the comedy hard to connect with initially, was I actually really found it an effective, uh, like, kind of romantic storyline as well, mm. because... Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, oh, absolutely. I found, I found it, especially the first couple episodes when it's kind of like the swashbuckling love yeah. story, him, you know, <laughs> driving all the way up to Wales to go see yeah. her. Jumping over the, the, the train like, turnstiles yeah. to yeah. go yeah. propose. And I think yeah. their relationship carries, like, What's in a the lot box? of the early show stages, I think, so... Well, one yeah. of the magical things for me about this show is that, like I said a moment ago, it's more than, a, it's more than Gavin and Stacey. Like, the mm. show is called Gavin and Stacey but part of the whole slice of life thing is mm. that it, there's so many more lives and there's so many more stories that are told around Gavin and Stacey and mm. I think that actually makes up more of the show than Gavin and Stacey themselves well, and I think it's what it's makes it's interesting that you say that Jed because I recently listened to an interview with James Corden mm. Uh, just before he announced the uh, 2019 Christmas special he was being interviewed by David Tennant on David Tennant's oh, podcast um, it was quite a nice duo, actually, Tennant and Corden. That would be um, It was a very nice one. Um, and he was talking about how the original idea that he got for Gavin and Stacey was is that it's not just about these two people, even mm. though they're the title characters. It's about what happens when two people get together and then it affects so many other people yeah. and two families yeah. will join. And that's the story is all of these colourful these characters as well I think come as well. together. Um, like that's enhanced because both of them live with their parents Mm, so it's just kind of like in real life it probably wouldn't be that much but because they're like actually living with their parents and their parents are directly involved and And they're so close like it's a really tight-knit family and when two tight-knit two very different tight-knit communities come Mm. together you just get this explosion of Comedy, of comedy <laughs> yeah. of everything. I don't know. It's it's just such yeah. a crazy some of show. some of the um, characters that are never mentioned as well. So there are mm. two characters that are surprisingly well developed but never have any screen time. And one is Lucy Smithy's oh, underage yeah, girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. And two <laughs> two is um, uh, this is Jason's boyfriend. Uh, not Jason's boyfriend. He does appear in a few scenes, but. Um, oh God, Gwen's uh, husband, dead husband, uh, oh, Stacey's yeah. father. Um, and my favourite running sort of motif with uh, Trevor, who's Stacey's father, mm. is that he was supposedly a loving, loving man to Stacey as a, as like a, as a, father? As a father figure. But prior to Stacey's birth, he was like this 
outlaw, like drug taking, <laughs> oh like yeah. menace. Didn't they like they robbed somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like she was. Uh, Gwen was saying that he went off the rails and like was uh, like really mean to Jason, Stacy's older brother. Yeah. And it was just all this whole story, and I was like, wow, that's a really deep backstory mm. for mm. Gwen, who. Uh, as much as I love all the characters, I have to say Gwen is the least engaging of the main cast. Mm. Um, I, I I somewhat agree with that. I mean, I found Nessa really hard to engage with. I, mean, I love her now. Like, don't get me wrong. She's like, her, she's iconic. She's but I I really found her hard to connect with at the start because she's just so like dead. Yeah. Like she like she's so dry and but so sarcastic. She's so dry and sarcastic, but. We get these moments where she finds a way to connect with what everyone else is talking about by by springing up a random anecdote yeah. that you would never <laughs> expect, like yes. her run-in with Bollywood and the yeah. mafia, yeah. and oh like and the fact that she was with an ex-leader of the Labour Party in the UK. I don't yes. know if you would have picked that up, being yeah. like Aussies, like that. some of the some I did of the not understand that, but I love that. that. <laughs> oh, she was talking about oh, who was it? it? Was one of the leaders of the Labour Party, and she he was she was basically his kept woman, basically in his yeah. apartment. <laughs> that was kind of the joke, um, and then. When when she spoke about the um, when she spoke about Dodi Fido, um, you know uh, pr- the guy that Princess Diana died with, yeah. uh, and she was like, she's this joke. She, in like the first couple of episodes, she says, um, Bryn said you got involved with the boss at Harris, didn't you? And she said, yeah, but once he got what he wanted down there, he tried to palm me off to his son, texting me all the time from his boat. I had to say, oh, back off. To his credit, I haven't heard from him since. We're talking years. But of course, Tony <laughs> Fido's dead. So it's yeah. like... <laughs> that's the joke. But so, there's like a lot of those jokes people wouldn't get. But no, unless you unless know you're the history. You know or, the history yeah, yeah, it's it's so funny. I yeah. just, I just Personally, love... as a sports fan, I, I appreciate a lot of... Uh, especially James Corden's football jokes. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's yes. a lot of deep-seated... A lot yeah. of deep cuts in there that I... Mm, absolutely. See, I understand none of that. But I mean, I still enjoyed <laughs> the show, still so... Enjoyed the show. <laughs> yeah, but I love... I just... Uh, and you don't know whether Nessa's telling the truth, but then she's oh backed up by other characters. Mm. Oh, so, yeah. like, Bryn will come up and say, oh, yeah, I remember that. Or Stacy will be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, wow, Nessa has lived somewhat of a rich life. She's had, like, it's almost as if she's, like, timeless. She's this entity that's existed yeah. since the dawn yeah. of time. And they don't really know how old she is. It's like, I don't no. know. <laughs> sure. Wasn't there a joke in one episode about there how old she is and that no one knows no how one old she knows. is? But her dad is in the show, so surely he knows. Yeah, you didn't he think. lose her birth certificate or something? I remember something, something about a birth certificate. Yeah, yeah. there was something well, in there. Now, now, if there's one character to me that I was mm. just immediately like, I want to know. Like, they always hint at it, and it's one of my ongoing favorite mm. jokes in the show is that the next door neighbor character in Wales, <gasps> Doris. <is> Doris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, doll, how's your leg? Oh, I wish they cut the bugger off. <laughs> I absolutely love when uh, she invites Gavin over for the oh first time. And her love obsession with, with Gavin for the rest yeah. of the series. And, and with like, like young, young boys, men. Yeah. Yeah, in general. Oh. And whenever you cut to open open the door, you see like a young man like, oh come out gosh. doing the walk of shame. It's so funny. And then she talks about how like one of them like won't stop um, messaging her. Yeah. It's like, oh, he just wants to be high all the time. But, like, I, yeah. think it was, I think it was Christmas. And she's like, oh, he just he wanted to like smoke. But I did that all like um, years ago. Um, and then she's like, I think she's like, oh, but I, I stuck to wine and it was like 9am in the morning or something. Yeah. She's like, and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm smashed right now. <laughs> smashed oh my right. God. I love her. 
Wow. Anyway, um, speaking of Doris, um, sadly, I did know this, but I didn't know when it happened. I've just had a quick Google. Margaret John obviously passed away in 2011, Aww. sadly, so she will not get to be in the Christmas special. I wonder if they'll have some kind of, like, you know, like, in memory of, like, you know how, like, sometimes when people yeah. pass on, they have a reference to her passing away or something? Fair enough. And we've also just had a little discovery that Margaret John for, of Gavin and Stacey fame played old Nan in Game of Thrones. I did not know this. Wow. How yeah. fantastic. It's totally so, her. I know. That's that's wow. Cool. Yeah. Now I can see it. I can see Game of Thrones is oh old God. now. Wow. Yeah, 2010 <laughs> would have been the first season of Game of Thrones. So it was a year out from, from her passing. Wow. So. wow. Margaret John. Rest in peace, Margaret John. A true talent. And she just managed to pull off. I'm looking at some of her other roles now, and I'm seeing her in, in films. Run, I think she was in. Yeah, she was, absolutely. Yeah. You know, she's got such a talent, um, and the fact Holmes? that she was able to pull off um, any real role, including, you know, the seriousness of Old Man mm. or any of these other places, and then just the fucking character of Doris, just oh an God. absolute Doris is an I feel like laughter. she's hyped her career, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. So also, in, in general, uh, I was just going to say really quickly that I think that it's interesting that that a lot of these guys haven't, these guys and women obviously haven't come on to do that much since Gavin and Stacey, mm. considering the phenomenon that it kind of was. Mm. Obviously, James Corden yeah. stands and out. Ruth, Ruth Jones, Jones has been in a few series. I can't remember what it was called, but she was in a detective series or something like oh, that. I love that. Something similar to um, Broadchurch or something like that. Okay. But I can't remember nice. the name yeah. of it off the top of my head. I'll yeah. Google it. I'll Google it real quick. Anyway, so um, to put it to put it lightly, in conclusion to our little Gavin and Stacey segment, um, a fantastic show with truly brilliant and well-developed characters all round. Mm-hmm. Never a bad episode. Uh, always, always on top of its game. We cannot wait for the Christmas special this year. Honestly, so. I am. Woo! Bring it on. There's so one so more so. thing before we close mm-hmm. out on Gavin and Stacey. I want one prediction from each of us Ooh. about what's going to happen in okay. the Okay, oh, good call. Good Are call. we taking bets? Jed, would you like to go yes, first? Yes, yeah, whoever gets it right will uh, <laughs> we'll own the title of Gavin get a, and Stacey. Get bragging rights. A crisp high five. I would love that. What about high tens? Also, look, oh. I've just Googled it. That was a show so, reference. The show, the show that Ruth Jones has been in, mm-hmm. it finished in 2017, was stellar. I don't... Hang on, um. let me have a look. I, I remember watching it. It was actually quite good, the few, few episodes that I saw. It was... It's like, oh, it's like a family life saga, like sort of drama sort of thing. So a lot like Gavin and Stacey, but okay. a little bit more serious. I don't think that. that one was a comedy. She wasn't um, an exo type character in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Um, well, Jake, yeah, give us your prediction. prediction. My prediction. All right. I honestly believe, and this is a little controversial, oh. Gavin and Stacey will have split up. Oh, I was going to say that. No. I was going to say that. No, I honestly, with Stacey's track record, uh, you know, multiple fiancés. How many was there? Six? Five. 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 It was five. Was Gavin five or was Gavin six? I think it was six. Gavin was six. Yeah. Gavin was six. Yeah, so That's five right. previous ex-fiancés, honestly. Eleven no, doesn't change its spots. It's, it's a good call, though, because it feels like the right kind of storyline to approach It feels like the right avenue. But yeah. it feels like by the end they'll come back together. Maybe so they'll come back together. That's what I'm thinking. Do you think they would have been... Is that been... your prediction? I wouldn't say that's my prediction at all, but I do think that that's a, that's a smart prediction. So can I ask your opinion, Jed? Will they have been broken up? For the ten years, or they have recently broken up because obviously there'll be a ten-year time jump. I think it would have been somewhere in the middle, probably five to six years. Okay, before the events of before this the event. so they would have been together for some time, yeah. and then they would have broken up. Perhaps they got married. Perhaps he was her first husband. Wait. Okay, 
Wait, that's not they, my formal prediction. Well, they were already married. <laughs> they were already married. They were already oh, wait, they did get they, married. They got married. I was going to say, yeah, what are you talking two, about? Yeah, yeah. They, they got married at the beginning of, end of well, season one. Honestly, yeah. season one is my favourite season. That's probably the one I've seen more of. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, no, okay. So, but yeah. then in that case, he was still her first husband. Because yeah. she never married yeah, she never married his fiancés. No, they were all So, engaged. I think, I think, And yeah. she kept the rings, the bloody... That's so rude. Trophies. Yeah. No, yeah, she, she has, they have separated. Maybe he broke up with her, though. I don't know. Mm. Who knows? Who knows? We will see. But I think that's a good call. I actually agree with you. So. Yeah. What about you, Stephen? My prediction is I reckon that uh, I reckon that Nessa and um, uh, Smithy Smithy will have numerous children. I think. <gasps> yes. I, oh, oh my god! Yes, please. I think, yes, I, please. I, I, I think that despite <laughs> will the they odds, be together or will I, they still hate each other? I think that despite the odds, they'll be together and they'll be ha- they'll hate each other still, but they'll be together. Boy, and the kids, oh. the kids will be trying to learn American boy so they can wrap it with, <laughs> with Smithy and. Rudy. Smithy. Yeah. Well, she calls herself Smithy. A, um, a bit of sad about. news about that, actually. Oh. Sheridan Smith has announced that she's not partaking in the Christmas oh, no. special, so she has not been cast. Oh, Rip um, American Boy. Rip American Boy. Oh. But I saw on her Twitter, um, she said that there's no bad bad blood between her and James. It's just a couple of things. Is that one? I think she wasn't available for filming, and mm. two, she was only in three or four episodes originally, mm. anyway. So yeah. she's fair. not a massive. She was she's such not, an iconic character. She was though. a great character, and I love Sheridan Smith anyway way as an actress um but yeah she's not going to be in the christmas special sadly mm, that's so sad. no american boy so do, are you are you agreeing with jed though tom that you I, think uh, they're look, gonna be split i agree up? with jed but i have to make my own secondary prediction what is your prediction um my major prediction is obviously agreeing with you but my other prediction is that um we will find out about the fishing trip. <laughs> oh my god, please. <laughs> no, I do think that they but will leave I that honestly on think, no, I, I, I think they'll leave I don't, that on I don't think that that necessarily won't happen, but I kind of don't want it to happen because I feel so like funny. those kind of inside jokes make the show even better. So I think, okay. I think I think they should keep that wrap. Like, okay. They yeah, should that's keep that hidden personally. Yeah, Sabrina, as, let's hear yours. Oh, I don't know. I mean, in an ideal world... Um, Nessa and Smithy would get married and <laughs> Gavin and Stacey are still together yes. and have like three yeah. kids and um, I don't know that's what I want no, but you it's gotta probably pick, no, you gotta pick something chaotic. you just want sunshines and rainbows I do I want sunshines and rainbows <laughs> that's so another, hard another, another after all this time yeah. something's gonna be wrong I know yeah. I, I this do, is in I'm, Britain you know it when, is all cloudy and rainy <laughs> and stormy there's no sunshines <laughs> and rainbows I gotta say I do I think I do Especially agree with you that they as you guys were saying, I was like, look, I can see the merits of them splitting up and then getting back together. But I'm For thinking, I'm thinking, yeah, they split up maybe like three years after the end of the show. And maybe they're like passing the kid back and forth or something like that. And then they kind of like, maybe the kid Here's does the like a parent do they, live in, do they live in England or Wales? Wales? I think they live in separate. I think um, Gavin's back in England and Stacey's in Wales. Wow, Even if they're together. No, if, no they, if, if, they're, if they're split, if they're together, they'll yeah. have to be in Wales. Cause, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we yeah. left off. Right. Cool. All right. Well, I'm really excited to see yes. which one of them is right. I really hope it's mine. Um, but anyway, this closes up our review section. I just want to say thank you to Jed for joining us no as our worries. first ever guest. Yes, thank, thank you for you having too. me. I we really appreciate it. I really enjoyed having a good yarn about <laughs> an iconic show. Yes, we all got a little bit excited about Gavin and Stacey. <laughs> I think we did, yeah. There's so much love in this room right now for, so much. for the, the show and for the characters. And, yeah. and we're all so mm-hmm. excited, yeah. especially especially me. I, I grew up on that show. So mm. thanks for so much for coming. No worries. Thanks, Have Jed. a lovely evening. We, you too, buddy. Bye. See you later. See ya. See ya. Bye-bye. See ya.
Cool. So with that, um, let's move on to our next little section. I read a bit of news um, about Casey Frey being in a movie called Mainstream. And if you all don't know, Casey Frey um, was a very popular Viner back in the day. Um, yes. <laughs> when Vine when still Vine existed, RIP. Um, what a world we live in where Vine doesn't exist anymore. I'm uh, actually heartbroken. Actually heartbroken. Anyway, but yeah, just like seeing like people from the internet in like real movies. Yeah. It's so weird. That transition is like not necessarily world tread, but I can name a couple of people. People like, to me, Andy Samberg has made a really big name for himself in the showbiz, but not a lot of people understand that he started out on YouTube with he, Lonely Island, yeah. Oh, well, I knew I knew Lonely Some, Island. Yeah, that's, that's where he started. Like, wow, so. I love that. I I kind of always assumed it was he became famous and then kind of Lonely Island came along while he was already famous and then it kind of snowballed. Yeah, no. Well, basically, what happened was that him and uh, two or three other mates started Lonely Islands. They did a couple songs, and mm. this was back in the early formation of like YouTube and stuff. So oh, I love that. they were getting quite a lot of views for yeah. that time. And Justin Timberlake stumbled across it, and basically. He oh, was a big man. fan, and he said, "Hey, like, uh, would you guys like oh, some publicity? I can join." Pants. They got jizz in my yeah. pants. They yeah. um, mm-hmm. did like uh, I just mother had lover. sex, mother lover, oh, my oh, the classics. Um, I'm a big fan of Lonely just, Island. Just speaking of um, Lonely Island, have you all seen Pop Star Never Stop Stopping? No, I haven't. But I, have but I hear great things. Oh, I have seen Jack God. Sparrow, which is possibly the best Lonely Island song. That's pretty great. Honestly, I'm still a massive fan of Mother Lover. I, I can make I Mother Lover's no, fun. You need to watch Pop Star Never Stop Stopping. It is like, it's. It's so awful. Like, yeah. one of the songs is um, called Bin Laden, and it's about <laughs> this girl who wants him to um, have sex Laden. with her. It, and reference, it's a lot. It's a, You just need to watch it. Okay. Like, it's so okay. funny. Well, I actually watched The Bash Brothers the other night, which was... Um, what, Bash the, Brothers? The Bash Brothers, which was like another... Um, it's like the new Lonely Islands, like, 30-minute segment that they did on Netflix. Oh, the, the visual... The visual poem that yeah. they did. Um, that was really whack, but it was a good throwback. I love that. Anyway, going back to Casey Frey, so... Tom, you were Hello. a big fan of Vine back in the day, were you? I, I enjoyed the memes that came out of Vine. <laughs> I have always been quite in terms of social media Mm. i've always been quite glued to reddit and i've never really strayed apart from having a a facebook account and an instagram account and a twitter account Mm. um i've only really started using twitter properly because of this podcast um i've always been a big redditor so i never really (laughs) had i actually never had a vine account um but i loved watching fine compilations on youtube oh my god i'm Um, i'm actually obsessed with back in the day they were very very funny even today (laughs) like (laughs) this morning this is my procrastination (laughs) technique is just watching 10 hour vine compilations and quoting them as they're going yes and then you what you watch and they loop around when you watch multiple videos it's like you have so many stuck in your head I, I saw this post the other day on Facebook that was like, I can't think because my brain is just fine. And I'm like, that is me. <laughs> yes. Like, I'll hear a sound and I'm like, oh, that's the peanut butter baby. Or, oh my God, it's the guy it's with the, the karaoke going, oh, ah, ah, ah. Yes. Or the two dudes chilling in the hot tub five feet apart. I didn't realize that was Anthony Padilla until I saw a video of him reacting to old vines. And I was like, um. Wait, that's him? Yeah. Oh my, what, the guy singing or the guy in the hot tub? Oh, wow. Yeah. I think we do have to admit that our vine has has its uh, has it. its faults as well it did create oh. its own villain in a way it, it created its own monster it created the paul, brothers. Yeah, the paul brothers oh yeah, goodness I, 
Look, Look, we just we don't talk about that. I, um, we talk about the wholesome. I've got a bit of a hot take. It's like Germany, like you know, Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! You can't compare Vine and the Paul Brothers to Nazi Germany. Oh my god, no. <laughs> I, think I, I think I can. <laughs> oh my god! No remorse. <laughs> you know, Germany's done a lot of great things, but but the world, the Second World War was. I'm gonna just force us one. to move past this little point. Because, oh um, my god, no! Okay, so back German to the Paul Brothers. <laughs> I've got a bit of a hot take on them. Oh. Um. Logan Paul is demonstrably a better person than Jake Paul. Okay, I thought you were going to say something controversial. This is just no. a fact. No, this yeah. is a Can fact. Can I just say, though, I was... So, I watched Shane Dawson's series on um, Jake Paul. Okay. And honestly, like, I, I was like, you know what? I feel for you, man. Like, you, you genuinely you seem like a nice enough person. And, like, he's just, like, genuinely Which one went into the suicide forest? That was Logan. Oh, yeah. No, well. no, 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 no. So, so I will, I will tell you why Jake Paul is a trash human being. No, I agree with you, but I'm just saying that the Shane Dawson series. I was like, oh no, I kind of like him. Like, I'm not going to watch his videos, but yeah, I don't but hate Dawson him as much. Shane Dawson also thinks the Earth is flat, you know. So, like, we, well, yeah. I mean, he makes some good points. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm not a yeah. flatter, but I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think for me, a lot of these, a lot of these guys that I used to like. Growing up on YouTube, I never watched the Paul Brothers or anything like oh, that. But no. I used to enjoy Shane Dawson back when he used to make his own skits and um, those kind of videos. Oh, yeah. But I um, love his conspiracy videos so but much. I don't know. Uh, I can't really. I don't know. He's kind of changed too much. Yeah, but I kind of like that. I I think like it's like if you're looking at a band or a musician. Yeah, for sure. You you have to see that sort of change. Like if Evolution, if Taylor yeah. Swift still to this day made country songs, as much as I loved her country phase, she wouldn't be as popular. No, like no, not not as mainstream popular, but should be a better music because country, <laughs> country is. I'm going to contest that later. Um, no, but I think I think it's important for creators to have a sort of um, like development because otherwise it's like they just get stuck and they they're just repeating well, think, the same think, things. I think over development and is is important, but total creative freedom is more important than say just development because you can develop in a negative way that's true um yeah but having total creative freedom to move around and create things that you want to create exactly and that's i mean talking about shane dawson that's what he did because he like he he has said it because i'm a i've watched all of his videos um (laughs) except for when he did that weird like phase where he was just like trying foods and i was like honey no um but with his new stuff he was saying originally he so he had the skits and then he had a bit of a like a blocked period where he was like i i want to do different things but i'm like you know scared that people aren't going to accept it um and then he started putting out the conspiracy videos and it, it kind of was like oh people like this so he's like really built on that and now pretty much all of his videos are conspiracy videos i think he's making one now he's making two one about the beauty community because i think he's making a palette with jeffree star and another one about something um but like i don't know i i i think that's and you you can really see it in their videos when they're passionate about it like i think that's what turned me off of shane's videos for a second because he wasn't passionate about it like he was just making them yeah you know okay it's it's interesting to hear this because i was never particularly involved in that Mm. side of the internet when i was probably around that age when uh those kind of things were going on a few years Mm. ago see i was Um, like right in it you were right (laughs) in it like 17 when it happened sort of internet heroes back in the day mm. would have been um total biscuit the late great john bain who is sadly no longer with us rest in peace total biscuit you were the best and what a phrase. uh I'm sorry, uh, sorry? <laughs> what a phrase yeah I know, totally, yeah uh, he <laughs> no was a disrespect. great guy no disrespect he was a great guy and uh yahtzee croshaw who is creatively 
one of the most interesting people on the internet. His um, very long-running game review series, Zero Punctuation, is some peak comedy. Mm. And his n- books as well. His n- books? His books <laughs> are uh, really great reads uh, and listens as well if you're an audiobook kind mm. of person. Yeah. Um, so I, I've never really been into this kind of YouTube drama-y stuff, but I am very aware of uh, some of Shane Dawson's work. I understand mm-hmm. that he's quite odd in terms of the conspiracy <laughs> theories that he... Kind of some of them out. are a bit of a reach um, but they're so fun all to of watch. them are probably a bit of a reach <laughs> some of them some of them have some good points okay uh, yeah but they all do <laughs> until you apply like you know logic that is taught yeah. in primary school okay. to uh, these look, things which is well, that's that's neither here nor there it's just it's a fun video what do you of think course. steven yeah you know i I, th- I think that everyone's free to kind of make the content that they want to make mm. um I think that you're going to have your favourites and, and your least favourites. You know, people that you're naturally drawn to watching their videos and people that you're not. And mm. I think it's okay for anyone to like whoever they like. Yeah, we love um, yeah. But getting back to kind of the conversation that we were meant to have before we <laughs> derailed ourselves um, about K- Casey Frey. Oh, God, we got quite a bit off right there, didn't we? <laughs> it's like, this, that's what this podcast is about. Yeah, it's fine. Um, Anything and everything. That's right. That's true. That's our name. So Casey Frey has been cast... Um, in a Gia Coppola film. So, obviously, she's part of the Francis Ford Coppola family, mm-hmm. um, obviously famous for, you know, countless um, big films like mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Apocalypse Now yep. or, you know, all, all, the, all the big biggies. And essentially, I just, I'm just baffled to think that this guy who, you know, I actually kind of started out thinking his videos were quite weird um, <laughs> and thinking he was maybe serious and I was scared about that. And then it kind of turned into something that was actually... That I actually got and was mm. actually intentionally being funny and yep. playing on the on the whole cultural idea of like vines and that sort yep. of thing, which is great. So you know, I hope he can lend his kind of comedy to that. I hope that yeah. He gets do, a role. do we know the like the um, genre of the of mainstream? Yep. So it's a drama. So that oh, so okay. potentially he'll be playing like a bit of like a, a deeper yeah. character. So the the premise for the film mainstream is called. It's called mainstream. Mm. Yeah, just in case anyone's <laughs> wow. really confused about what we're saying. Is uh, three lovers struggle to preserve their identities as they form an eccentric love triangle within the fast-moving modern world. The oh, word wow. eccentric excites and me, especially with Casey Frey. And we've, we've cast. <laughs> so did he get cast on the basis of his vines, or was did well, he, he probably auditioned? Or, yeah, then, did he himself yeah. go into into the audition? Yeah, that's interesting. I'd, I'd say it'd be probably maybe he was asked to audition. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I would. I would say that he was probably chosen for the role based on something of an element of his personality that suited a specific role in the script that okay. people yeah. probably identified through his yeah. Vine videos. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because that's odd. How, how much discernible personality can you get across in a five or six second video or a collection of five or six second videos that are almost all the time unrelated? Well, a lot, I feel like, because mm. you, can, you can sell a personality and I feel like Casey Frey, almost better than anyone else on the internet, is really good at selling what he is probably the same lines up with like someone like Andy Samberg. Yeah. Very, very kind of one dimensional in the fact of like what he's trying to do in his videos. Mm -hmm. Okay. But that one dimension that he's giving, he's giving everything and you know, he can kind of sell himself as that. Yeah. But I I absolutely agree as well. Cause even, even if you look at like different, um, different Viners turned YouTubers, like, um, I watch a lot of, uh, David Dobrik and the, that Mm -hmm. gang, um, and a lot of their videos are very different, like in terms of the vines they made, um, 
they really showed their personality. Like, if you look at um, Zayn and Heath, if you guys know who they are, they... Sorry, no, I'm not familiar. <laughs> it's fine. Um, they did a lot of... Um, they did, like, the, oh, my God, it's a Cremota dragon. And it's, like, a little lizard on the window, if you've seen it. No, I, ha- I haven't nah, seen that sorry. one. Like, I'm, they, I'm, they got I'm a lot behind of, the times, it yeah, seems. Yeah, that's... We have to fix that. Okay. Um, if you're friends with me, you have to know Vine. Oh goodness. That is a. Like, well, I, I think I have vine. a. I think I have a respectable grasp of Vine. I mean, as far as Vine goes. I mean, I'm a bit goes, insane about it, so yeah. that's fair. Sabrina's the, the, the grandmaster. Yeah. My brain is just Vine. It, okay. There's no like gray matter, whatever brains are made out of. It's just it's Vine videos that play videos. in different like ways so that I can form sentences. Um, okay then. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so, so main, mainstream is due to come out um, at, at the end of the year. <laughs> Stephen's like, I'm, I've had Stephen's enough. Stephen's like, what the um, fuck? Let's move on from this. Um, okay. Regretting putting yes. it in my podcast. So mainstream, that does sound like a like an interesting movie. I, I yeah. think I may see that. No, and I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm really excited to see a new side of Casey Frey that I don't think I've seen before. Like, if yeah. it is a drama, obviously they can put in like that little bit of his type of comedy, but I'm excited to see... Like, I really like seeing it when actors can do multiple, like, when they can have, like, a really varied um, portfolio. And when they they surprise you, when they come out with something completely different, like an actor, you know, like, James Patterson is a fantastic example. We were talking about him the other week. Um, James Patterson. Robert Patterson. James Patterson's (laughs) an author. (laughs) Sorry. Robert Patterson Mm. uh, coming out and, and being completely different. Anyway, please, Stephen, continue. No, no, no. I was just going to say, yeah, that, um, he's alongside Andrew Garfield in this film, and I think that working with those kind of caliber oh, of actors cool. is really interesting oh, as well. Garfield kind of draws me to it. Yeah, so, yeah, right. I love that. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so that that wraps up our um, little section on just kind of YouTube and TV and all sorts of things in general. Um, anyway, let's move on to um, another topic of like nostalgia. So there are like so many TV shows or books or movies that you kind of look back on and it's like, oh, I thought that was amazing when I was little. And then you look back and you're like, ooh, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Or the other way around. Um, so it still like, holds up, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you can surprisingly find that sometimes, even as an adult, that things can be better. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like you mentioned the other day, um, Pirates of the Caribbean being one of sure. those for you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I always enjoyed it as a kid. I never had a big issue with it, but I mm. did. Kind of, I was kind of of the belief, mostly probably because of what I heard other people say, mm-hmm. that they kind of weren't that strong as yeah. films. Yeah. And kind of it was more something that you enjoy as a, keen, as a kid to late teen sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, but recently revisiting all the original trilogy, yeah. um, which, you know, we don't speak about four and five, but the original <laughs> trilogy specifically... Um, I found to be such an engaging watch and I really found that they were such strong films like fundamentally oh, yeah. from script to screen and I, this, um, I completely agree because I think they like really um, combine a whole bunch of things that are really important for a film like they have a really funny like comedy about them but there's also like <clears> you know, they talk about some more serious things but like you know, there's like cause They're and effect. They're just well, well constructed yeah. narratives with well constructed yeah. characters. I and with some I really, really talented the, actors as well. Definitely. And, you know, people that were up and coming at that time. Oh, um, yeah. Like Orlando Bloom wasn't the, you know, he hadn't been in Lord of the Rings at this point. Like, so, had he not? No. Or, or had, no, ju- he, or had he, just had been in Lord of the Rings. Because yes. Caribbean was yeah. like 2003 or something. Or was it? Was yeah. it earlier yeah. than that? Yeah, 2003. Yeah. So it was still wow. in the phase where he was coming out as a great actor. I was four when that came out. That is shocking. I would have been 2003. I would have been seven, six, seven. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm I'm young and I'm old enough. Sorry to, to remember going to all of these films in the cinema, nice. um, yeah. and really really loving them. Um, I love that. 
But yeah, um, it's talking about, I think it's kind of like, especially for me, Curse of the Black Pearl is probably like mm. the last great action film. Is that film. the one that starts like with the peanut scene? Like action adventure film. So what's Which it? one has the peanut scene at the start? The peanut scene. You know the one where he's like sniffing along the boat and then there's like a... That's not Black Pearl. I'm Which pretty sure. Which one is sure. that? Black Pearl opens with the misty uh, seas and it's the girl singing, yeah. right? Elizabeth yeah. singing. Young Elizabeth oh, yeah. on the boat. Yes, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, you know, Jack's introduction of kind of coming in on a boat. What a great character yeah. introduction, oh. you know. Tells you everything you need That's to know about yes. this guy in the oh, singing boat. Yeah. Yes. Oh as he God. steps onto the thing with what his a, the, um, the, the funny story about the opening to Curse of the Black Pearl, mm-hmm. the swinging rock, so the rock with the dead pirates that have yeah. hung. Oh, yeah. I've been to that actual rock where nice. they actually wow. filmed. <clears throat> I went on a trip around the Caribbean once and um, it... I forget which island. I think it might have been Barbados, actually, that it was outside mm. of. Mm. And it's tiny. Yeah. It's massive in the film. It's just perspectives. It's no bigger. Yeah, it's just perspectives. It is literally no bigger than the front half of, a, like, a car bonnet. It's oh, like, wow. It's, like, it's, it's hmm. probably about the, an average man, like, half the width of a, of a, of a person. Holy it is moly. tiny. They've it's used crazy. perspectives and they've enlarged this massive rock. To be big on screen. That's, wow, that's mm. I love that's a fun fact. Like Thank that. you. It's a fun fact. It's, you know, especially in film, You're people welcome. get creative, <laughs> and you know, they're, they're open to these kind of ideas. Like I know, yeah. I know, especially with Pirates of the Caribbean, that uh, the original Jack Sparrow character was only meant to be a very small part, and oh, wow. um, and it, essentially the script revolved around Will and um, and I'm Elizabeth so as the main characters. <laughs> and yeah, well, basically what happened was that um, Johnny Depp came in for the edition, and essentially they had all the people that had been reading for Jack mm. Sparrow had been kind of playing the role as like a as very a smaller role. as like a very yeah. sn- that but also just like very more serious and he kind yeah. of took the approach he said that he saw the character as like pirates as ex rock stars like washed up rock oh, stars I love that. and that's how he treated the character and you can see that come through and i think that they that's- were really brave to to see that and be like this has potential yeah. that is a fantastic that's analogy awesome. for jack's character right like a washed up like famous oh, person yeah, yeah like, for sure uh, like, that's like, what especially a rock star like yeah he's, yeah. I mean, yeah he's got that swagger and like yeah. i mean he, he, yeah. he just even looks a bit like mick jagger like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like a washed up oh, mick jagger man, it's great wow yeah, yeah those films cool. just have a, have a deep place in my heart and yeah. i think that um I'll, i'm really really excited to just always go mm. back and watch them whenever yeah. i can for sure like another another one. Oh my god okay um, so I was a big fan of the Aragon book series. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember watching the movie before I read the books because I was like seven yeah. or something. Um, and I freaking loved the, the movie. And that was the reason that I read the books. I was like, right. this is incredible. Like, oh my God, the books are like this so movie. cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I, think, I remember like, this is another case of looking back and be like, oh no. <laughs> and I think it had the added layer because mm. <clears> if you all don't know, the movie is a pile of garbage compared yes. to the books. I will fight anyone on this. Not that anyone disagrees because No, I don't it's... think anyone does disagree. Mm-hmm. Nobody disagrees with the movie um, is worse than the book. I um though I will no, I do have something no, to I say mean, about, also, about the books. Nostalgia with the books. Can I, I just yeah. say shout out to Aragon on PlayStation Two. <laughs> uh, I played that game. It was a, a pretty cool game. I got stuck on the mission where the mentor character dies because Bron? I couldn't is it, is it is it Bron? Yeah, it's Bron. Yeah, Bron. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit, Bron. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, that's yeah. from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, he uh, because I couldn't cast magic properly. I just couldn't figure it out. Oh, but funny. I remember flying the dragon through mm. the canyon Do on the PlayStation Sephira? Two. Yes, yeah, Safira. Thank yeah. you. I remember, Please use her name. Sorry, I remember flying <laughs> Safira through the canyon uh, as Aragorn mm. and 
just having a fucking blast. Yeah, no, it was so, like I I loved those movies. Shout out to the movie then, and the game. Yeah, like rereading. So I read the books. I was also I was like, I think I was in year seven when I finished reading them. So I would okay. have been um, like quite young. 14, twelve. Fourteen. Thirteen. No. 12 12 12 12 12, 15 Um, and I I was like yeah like we have the movie like I'm so excited to watch this and I sat for an entire hour and a half just being like what did they ever make a sequel for that film no because they combined like the first three books into one but in a really bad way oh yeah like like okay you're not supposed to find out that Bronn is is a dragon rider until Brisinger which is the third book or no Second the book, second book. I think you find book. it. Yeah, you find out. But he dies in the first book, book right? I assume. No, no. Does he not? He dies after Aragon finds out, like at the end of Brisinger. Wow. So, so essentially, my gripe with the Aragon series as a mm. whole, I do really enjoy, especially the books. Yep. Um, I find some some aspects of the film, while I yeah. find it overall trash, I find yeah. some kind of nostalgic solace in oh, the yeah. film because I enjoyed it enough as like a as 12, a 13 yeah. year old. Mm-hmm. My issue with the entire series <laughs> resides with Christopher Paolini, the author. Mm-hmm. Basically... Are you going to ruin everything? I, ba- I basically might ruin this for you. <gasps> the Aragon, if you think about it, is literally the plotline of Star Wars set in the Lord of the Rings universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Up to oh. the, like, think about it. Especially the movie really goes into, like, the, the New yeah. Hope kind of thing. You know, with the Obi-Wan, Bronn, death, and kind of... Set, the way that they set everything oh, stop. up and no. the Han Solo <laughs> coming in with a but that's just the hero's journey. Yeah, but like, yes, to an extent, is... but it is very formulaic, yeah. very and but especially in the books well, as well. I think as well, like there's not a lot that's like fully original now. Like every, no, course, everything's no. been inspired by everything else. I yeah. I do have a bit of like nostalgia glasses for the actual books as well because I did read them when I was so so young yeah. and I loved them so much. Um, but definitely, it was written by a seventeen-year-old, and you can kind of tell who still lives with his parents. Yeah, like, known. and and it's like the, the even the romance with um, I think her name was Arya. Yes. Yeah, Arya. All these Game yeah. of Thrones. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. characters oh coming. I'm telling you, Christopher Bowling is low-key fraud. Oof. Um, I mean, I mean, I think... Aragon. Aragon. Has anyone ever put that together? Oh, yeah. Stop. Okay. All I right. You know what? I, as I said, nothing is original. You know, he he references Names Doctor are. Who in it. Does he, he? Re- he does. Yeah. There's no. this there's this line in I think Inheritance, which is the fourth book, um, about him being like just a lonely soldier. Like there's that David Tennant line of him being like a lonely soldier or something like that. Okay. I read in the afterword. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. But yeah, definitely you can kind of like. I look back and I'm like, that was a really big part of my childhood. But definitely, if you'll have read it, the character of Ronan, oh my god, what a bore. Like, I actively skip... Stolen from Harry Potter. (laughs) I, like, actively skip his chapters because they are so like He's like, he's the Han Solo dude, right? Like, he's... um, That's his brother. Son of the king of the... No, that's Murtaugh. Murtaugh, sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh, It's been ages since I read them, but yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I still, I still love them. Like, and I, I read he he just released a new book, um, the something, the witch and the worm. I think the fork, right. the witch and the worm. Can this guy um, just stop stealing things? Like, lie in the witch and the wardrobe. Yeah, yeah, oh, but God. Like, it was like a collection. Christopher of Christopher Paolini, I'm calling you out. <laughs> you you've stolen yeah, but, a lot, good sir. But I mean, wait till you see his. his uh, have you heard about his uh, featured film debut? No. Yeah, um, so it's basically announced that he's um, making a feature film. Um, it was called like um, 
Spirit, name of the dragon. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. I believed you for like a solid 10 seconds I there. Knew. I was like, I was about to jump in with like a fake name and I was like, no, Stephen's going to do it. And then he drops the spirit reference. We have to have one spirit reference per in every podcast. Episode. It's actually in our contract. So um, that's our oh, lawyers. That. That's our um, uh, token spirit reference. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of um, other nostalgic things, Harry Potter. Yes, like, I loved that. Mm. I think we're all in that age bracket where not only did we get to experience the films coming but out, but also the yeah. books. And I, know, I remember specifically the hype around the very last book, The yeah. Deathly Hallows. Oh, yeah. I remember going to the shops the opening day mm-hmm. and kind of waiting in line mm-hmm. and being nice. so excited to get my yeah. hands on mm-hmm. it. And then, you know... The holding back the urge to flip to the last page and oh see what gosh. happens and read yeah. the last chapter. All as well. Yeah. yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> That's the last three words. Yeah, I gotta say, I mean, I, I, I have read them and I really liked them, mm. but Who I tried, hasn't? I tried to read it when I was like six, and six-year-old me nice. did not like that there was not enough romance in it. Like I've always known what I like, and it is romance. <laughs> it is romance. And I, I started. I think I read like the first two chapters of the chapters, and I was like. No, it's not for me. I picked it up later and read it and quite enjoyed it. But definitely oh not goodness. enough Harry and Ginny romance. Yeah, That's come set up on. Reasonably well, though. I mean, yeah. No, I, like... I honestly, I think they're really well-written stories. I gotta say, I don't like J.K. Rowling and her constant like, oh, this character was this, this character was that. I don't like, think anybody likes things. that. It's just yeah. like, can you just stop? Well, like, I mean, please, like this, this is a, a topic that's thing. obviously been covered to death. Is yeah, JK's um, yeah. constant changes and things. I think she obviously she has the right to do so as I the think creator. to an extent though, like it's a created piece of literature and movies. You can't add things retrospectively. Yeah. So th- this is actually a decent argument. You know, people talk about kind of when does a creative product not become yours anymore? I think mm. that probably like we kind of briefly touched on this in our very first episode mm-hmm. with uh, George R. R. Martin. Yeah. Yes. And the kind of this all-encompassing show becoming bigger than him and kind of um you know probably the best exemplification of that is the show finishing his story which he never got to finish on the books first i think i think my issue was i wouldn't have an issue if like with the whole um dumbledore is gay had a had a a relationship with grindelwald i that was supported somewhat in the books it was well it was it was supported in the books and she released that information quite soon after the final yeah, book came and out. I, I don't think I my issue with her doing it is the way that she's doing it. If she wrote like a prequel or something and had that in it, yes. I would be like, that's okay. That's well, now I think it's that's part what of the world. she's doing the fact with that Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, no, but I think the fact that she's adding things like on Twitter of all things, I'm like, what are the wizards just... used to not have proper plumbing and they used to just yeah, shit themselves like... in class and clean it up? <laughs> Why did we need that detail? Why did we need wizards <laughs> shitting their pants in fucking Transfiguration class? Telling me they couldn't transfigure that thing into like a bevy or something? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And surely, world hunger is solved by transfiguration. Oh my, yeah. Yes, I mean the, the Harry Potter world has a lot to answer for. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, the the treatment the treatment of the of the house, house elves, elves is oh. definitely something to be thought about. We, we needed oh we needed spew. Thank you, Hermione Granger. We needed spew. We needed spew. Maybe she just needed a bit of like more of like a PR around spew though, because th- yeah, saw that name out, a, Hermione. Come yeah, on. we need we need spew. Mm, yeah. Not yeah. the best campaign. S P E. Especially for someone so smart. Surely you'd come up with yeah, a better name. Yeah, but the point is, is that she's so logical that she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't think, think of it exactly. It's like this is the most practical name I could come up with. It just <laughs> describes everything. S P W. But what what's wrong with it, Ron? Why are you laughing? <laughs> so, so I know a lot of people actually on Hermione Granger mm. had a few issues with. Um, 
they obviously enjoyed um, kind of what Emma Watson brought mm-hmm. to brought to the character, but also brought up the issue that Hermione isn't kind of supposed to be beautiful. She's supposed to be kind of this. Yeah. Yeah. What, well, what is watched... the, what's that trope called? It's called the. Uh, the ugly duckling. The, the, the beautification of of the ugly duckling or something like something that. Yeah. Like yeah. That. yeah. No. Well, I, I I watched a video about this about how like they often will take ugly characters and make them more beautiful, beautiful. in Be- movie adaptation because it's it's a it's a movie it's like right? yeah, yeah people aren't gonna go well they will if it's a good enough story but a lot of people won't go and watch a movie if it's like oh, I don't want I don't want to well, see that character on screen. Hermione for wasn't 10 objectively minutes. in the first no, couple she was of supposed films. To be like playing. She was like a. Well, no, in the first couple of films, Emma Watson mm. was obviously very young, and she's, yep. you know, she's not lying when you're saying that she was a fairly average-looking kid. She developed mm. into a beautiful young yeah. lady, and is now in a beautiful woman. I, I do agree. I think a lot of the time they do make characters more beautiful. <laughs> Undoubtedly, yeah. 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 But that's just part of Hollywood, I think. Like, you, you Yeah, can't... for sure. You give and take that, you know? Like, you don't, yeah. you don't get these adaptations if people don't go see the films, and, you know, people aren't no, going to exactly. go see the films if... Mm. you know there's ugly people and unfortunately exactly. especially you know during, it's a different it's a slightly different period now I feel like we're getting a lot of different oh, definitely. More representation definitely. Um, for different groups and different types of people mm-hmm. um, in television literally wrote an essay about this last week right <laughs> you your mind's on it then and um, whereas in that kind of early 2000s era you know the kind of yeah. people that we saw on well, yeah. screen were very much see, the Orlando me, Bloom for me it's hard to it's hard to determine like what type of people i mean obviously there are easy things to represent like different sexualities and different Mm. races and things however looking at physical physical beauty is such a hard one to nail down because it's so subjective well it's like literally um ryan gosling was chosen in the notebook because the producers didn't think he was attractive like they wanted an unattractive guy to do it and then he's attractive man he's yeah cited as being one of the most attractive men on the planet so it's like yeah i love how they went out and they're like yeah let's get someone yeah Yeah. well i I just think that beauty is so subjective that hermione granger might not appear to be Mm. beautiful yeah so so the whole beautiful argument i don't think is kind of what i've been trying to say i think it's more the the specific appearances that they type and that they have written into the books mm. um, and then translated to screen kind of the, yeah. the main differences. So I think that, I can't remember the specifics, but Hermione Granger was supposed to look very different. Yeah. Um, and she was supposed to be a little bit more, her personality was a bit more, um, mm-hmm. a bit more shy, I think. And um, Yeah, in the first, yeah. Definitely. And yeah. For, for me, I know that you've read these, Sabrina, the Percy mm. Jackson books. Yeah. And they changed, obviously they changed Annabelle's hair from... Um, oh, she was blonde in the books? Sort of blonde in the yeah. books to brown in, yeah. in the movies. And, you know, that was a hobby thing. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing when it's just yeah. a trait. When it's something that was part of the story. Yeah, like, if it's, like, an important important thing, like like Hermione's sure. buck teeth um, were yeah. brought up a number of times. And I, Emma Watson doesn't have buck teeth. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's, hard to, it's, hard to, it's hard to argue the validity or not. Oh, didn't or we? Not. No, she wore little things, didn't she? I, I think she did, but I don't think it was, yeah, I don't think it was very... Well, yeah, until Hermione well, gets her, her teeth her, fixed, her, she her wore little... Her teeth were fixed in the books by magic, yeah. so it's Yeah, like, after she gets hit by a curse, you know, like yeah. a curse. It's hard to argue the validity of those of those kind of things. Like, does it yeah. enhance the experience? Or yeah, does well, it... I don't I just... I think when something's being translated from book to film or from anywhere you you got to kind of expect some things are going to be changed um so okay if you were to say that mm. then would you rather if something is being adapted that you love for me it'd be something like avatar last airbender yeah. 
Would it be more? Would it be more? <laughs> We're not going to talk about the movie that came out. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. And so this is the best example of, of a movie just being horrendously thrown out the yeah. the content thrown out the window. The names are different, for example. Like oh really? The pronunciation of the names are off, which is just a big no no. Yeah, um, that's a big. Old. And condensing a whole season of television into one movie is a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, not a good. Thing. But just in general, what I'm going to say is: mm. is it more important to you guys when adapting a, a television show, or a book, or anything into a movie? Mm-hmm. That it be faithful to the source material, or that it be good. Good, I, I think. I'm a big proponent. Sorry to interrupt. I don't know. I, I or is there some go. kind of mixture of the two, I where you where you give and take? Look, it's important to be as faithful as you can be. And I'm the first to jump on the bandwagon and complain about Game of Thrones not being faithful to the books, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You've heard me on this very podcast do that exact thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there comes a point where certain changes need to be made to yeah. make something like. It wouldn't necessarily not be good because it was good in the books, but to make something suitable for screen right. or suitable think, for the consumption of yeah, another media. I kind of I think that like if the source material is good, I think you know the product generally if if they are faithful, it should be good. Yeah. I mean one of the one of the best. Um, <laughs> this isn't a great movie because the it's like. It's Fallen, based on the book Fallen by Lauren Kate, which was one of, like, going back to nostalgia, I freaking loved those book series. They were like, they made my little prepubescent heart just melt. Like, it's it's awful. It's got, like, angels falling in love with, like, hu- yeah, it's oh, yeah. it's bad. Um, yeah, it's... And it's, it's so, like, cliche and sappy and, like, just kind of awful. But I love them so much. No, of course. Um, but, but I recently watched the movie that came out, like, two years ago, three years ago, maybe. And I think that was one of the most faithful adaptions I've ever seen. Because a lot of it was directly pulled from the books. Um, Things that were changed were changed to, like, condense it a little bit. Like, you know, certain conversations didn't happen. And obviously, like, it's an hour and a half film from, like, a 400-page book. Like, you're not going to have everything. But what they kept in was faithful. And because of that, I, I mean, I was also looking through it, looking at it through nostalgia glasses. But... Like, because it was faithful, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys watched it and hadn't read the books, you would say that is objectively a good movie. In fact, I'm going to bet you would say it is objectively <laughs> not a good movie. But I don't know. I kind of, like, I, I feel like the way, the reason I liked it is because it was faithful, because it had that kind of backing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, any last thoughts on um, well, nostalgic I... things? I didn't really bring up anything of mm, my yes. own. Um, thinking of what is nostalgic, I've already spoken about the Star Wars prequels, mm-hmm. which were a big thing for me when I was younger on this podcast. I obviously see previous episodes for chats about the prequels. Did mm-hmm. we talk about the prequels? Yeah, we yeah, we yeah okay. I was wondering, for some reason I had that in my head as a conversation that we just had off of off of the record. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we've, we've spoken about it on the podcast. Um, Star Wars prequels, obviously, um, thoughts already out there. Um... I would also probably go ahead and say that I just have a lot of nostalgia for um, like really, really crappy Disney Channel TV shows. Oh, oh yes. I'm so glad somebody brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, um, you know, The Sweet Life of Mac and Cody. Sweet Life of Cody. Like Recess. Uh, what, like yeah. Cody and Kids Next Door. Those yes. kind of things. Those, those kinds of things that were on and I was just slightly young enough to catch them mm. um when they were around because had i been any older i would have been a bit too old for mm-hmm. them probably um when they were around uh, but i had a bit of a resurgence when my sister who's a couple of years younger than me was watching all of that stuff mm. when she was you know coming up 
So it was interesting to catch that, you know, kind of two times around, although we watch a lot of it together. So yeah, I suppose I would I would probably say there's probably a lot of stuff that I'll we'll turn off the recording and then I'll be like, oh, I wish I'd have remembered that nostalgic thing, and I'll sure to bring it up next time. Mm, but no, definitely. Yeah, sure. I mean, nostalgia this is such a big this, topic. Yeah, we'll cover it's an ongoing conversation. Point, so, yeah. sure. so that kind of wraps everything up for today. Um, so we talked about Gavin Stacey and what an incredible yes. show that was with Just uh, lovely guest huh? Jed. Um, we talked about Casey Frey in mainstream as well as like just YouTube and Vine and, and just a bunch of other stuff. Other things in general. Yeah. Um, and then we just finished on nostalgia, which was a really nice little topic. And some true cringe there yeah. as well. So, <laughs> so <laughs> um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Um, you can follow us on Anything Everything Podcast on Instagram. Um, you can follow uh, myself on Twitter at Mr. Thomas LB. You can follow myself on Twitter, uh, Mr. Stephen James underscore. And you can also find our uh, group Twitter account on any, every podcast at Twitter. Yeah. And for me, um, I don't use Twitter. Um, so if you guys want to find me, it's Sabrina.Wyatt on Instagram. Fantastic. Thank you so much, uh, everyone, for listening this week. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>